that's Caleb Landry Jones. Which I don't know why he has a. I mean, I I love Caleb Landry Jones, so I kind of am into it. Right. Do you know him? He's like such a dirty boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like people who look like they're fucked on, her- on heroin. Up. Did you ever see um, Antiviral? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I watched that by myself um, in my mom's room on demand, and I was like. Who is he? And I felt like I discovered Caleb Landry <laughs> Jones. And I was like, he's my secret, actually. I can't, I can't remember when I first saw him in something, but he's been he around. He X-Men um, First Class. Who wasn't? You know what I mean? Right? We hate Brian, but who wasn't in X-Men <laughs> First Class? You know? Exactly. By the way, this is the episode. Great. Are I you shocked? Is, it, is this how you start? Are we just This is how it's been happening lately, and then I always comment on it. Uh-huh. And then it's now that's the routine. Great. As I as I because I can't like naturally just like sneak attack and be like, and welcome to class. Like I, it makes me feel insecure to do that. Okay. So we're just we're just going. So we're just going. Great. You know? I didn't even like ask you anything. I, I mean, like, are you do you feel safe to be recording right now? Yeah. Okay, good. I just try to think of like what I said that was recorded before. Um, noth- nothing bad. Nothing bad. I don't think you're canceled. Okay. I think we're we're going into this day uncanceled and we're leaving the day also uncanceled. Right. You know? Right. How long have you been in New York before um, I, I introduce you? <laughs> I've been here for like three years but okay. i mean i i was back and forth a lot before that so like Where'd i you officially live i was in la oh yeah so like I officially, By coastal. I officially moved here three years ago but i was sort of here before that and how does it feel to be bicoastal because that's my dream personally is to be bicoastal um it didn't feel great i didn't <laughs> i didn't like that i didn't have like a, a home home a home yeah i Got mean it. i had a home in la i had my apartment in la and i would just like come come here and stay at people's places like yeah an apartment swap um, and then I was like, I want roots. Mm. I'm getting older and I want to establish roots. I needed roots. And then, and then, then you like, and then all of a sudden, like five years later, you have a child, you know, a child right. in I the would picture. I thought that would just happen. A but dog. I, I have been trying. It's not child, happening. Dog. One boy, one girl of a dog and a children. <laughs> so you have a son, a daughter, a dog, son, and a dog, a uh, daughter. <laughs> great yeah no you should really it's the perfect american family right i think dogs are non-binary usually i mean yeah like i think of do- I, hate... I think of dogs as gender neutral okay but i i also feel like i res- i i i refer to most animals as like look at that guy and then right. i'm like why do i do that right Patriarchy? well i mean i definitely grew up thinking that all cats were girls and all mm-hmm. dogs were boys yeah um and i've learned that's not true it's not some are um, <laughs> different so I, yeah yeah Anyways. Oh, I do want to clarify. Clarify. Because I did say um, the heroin thing earlier, only because we were talking about heroin chic. Oh, yeah. We were talking about heroin before. But like heroin (laughs) chic is like a total, it's an aesthetic. It's totally aesthetic. I just don't want to get accused of libeling Kale Landry Jones. No, no, no. I don't think he's on heroin. I don't know anything about him. I mean, he'll, I'm sure he'll play, you know, I'm sure he's played. played. Right. I'm sure he has. You know. I need to look at his IMDb. Listen, has he done heroin? Could. We it's a fucking we, epidemic. We don't, we don't know. We don't Everyone know. has done heroin, it seems. And they all are my friend. <laughs> well, you know, whatever is working for everyone. But um, yeah, I, it's yeah, bad. Just wanted to clarify that it was about the aesthetic. I do remember being like younger and heroin chic, like becoming a real term, mm-hmm. you know, 
and being like, yeah, that's like, we would always joke like, Rebecca's type is like heroin chic, like grunge. And now it's like, that is so bad. Yeah, no, it's not great. <laughs> it's not the best, but it like truly became a fashionable term. But I think that we, you know, were removed from people who were like at that time you didn't probably didn't know anyone who was actually yeah, so I was like on fourteen. Drugs. So so it was kind of just like this weird, mm-hmm. mysterious. Thing it was just like oh yeah, Pete Doherty, bad from... and sexy, exactly. Um, and now we know it's bad. And now it's bad. Please yeah. don't do heroin. <laughs> do not. Coming to you live. Controversial <laughs> opinion: Her- heroin is bad. It's the hottest take. Oh my God. Should I introduce you right now? Okay. Those dulcet tones that you've heard so far. And you're like, who is this? And I'm like, going to tell you right now. He's a brilliant, hilarious writer for hire. Also, you've read him (laughs) on BuzzFeed and et cetera before. And you can read him more in the future where we'll find out. All over. I mean, online. I mean, when you're talking to him, it's basically like writing. Right. You know, uh-huh. a conversation is actually... I'm writing in my head and then I'm saying it out loud. Exactly. And you're like, those words are just so eloquent. And it's because he's a writer. Thank you. And you know him, you love him. His name is... Oh my God, I just forgot how to say your last name again. Pete Peitzman. Peitzman. I, I can't I keep wanting to say Pete's. I Why? get that a lot. It's okay. It's Louis Peitzman, not Peitzman. Not Peitzman. I'm thinking of Pete's coffee. Gross. Okay. Never drank it. But I haven't had Pete's it. coffee in years. It's everywhere in Chicago, and I'm like, get out of here. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I had Pete's growing up, and really, and uh, coffee bean. Coffee bean. Wait, are you from LA? Yeah. Okay. Do you like being from LA? Is that like a, like, uh, how do you feel about LA as your hometown? Well, I, fine. I feel fine about it. I um, whenever someone says that I seem much more like a New York person, I'm very flattered. So ah. that tells you what you need to know about my mm-hmm. upbringing i i just think that i you know i always wanted to be here and yeah i never i i have a lot of i love la it's like home but also i don't like i don't really want to be thought of as like an la person i definitely don't want to be thought of as someone from beverly hills because yeah what a nightmare i'll cut it out you never <laughs> went to beverly hills no it's, fi- it's fine it's fine <laughs> it is part of my identity i feel that um i don't know the the few i like days that I, I was I know I was in LA for like six days a couple of years ago and I felt that there were like similarities between LA and Miami interesting in a way have I you mean, been to Miami I have been to Miami it feels like I mean just LA is drier mm-hmm. and like oh it's much very drier. aspirational mm-hmm. like it's everyone's got a mission I feel like Miami is kind of like LA if people like didn't have a mission. Right. And we're just like trying to be horny and like hot. See, I, I think LA has a lot of that too though. Cause I think that like, I, I definitely was like, Oh, people in LA have a mission. People in LA are motivated. And then I moved here and I like understood mm, what like the grind, real, what the, re- the grind like really was. And then yeah. I went back to LA and I was like, Oh, this is chill. And now when I'm in LA, it's very relaxing. That's good though. Because it's like so much slower paced and now that i'm unemployed like when i when i lost my job i like terrible smh i'm shaking my head thank you um (laughs) i was in la when that happened and then i went back to new york to like get my shit and figure it out and then i was like i'm gonna go back to la and i went back for another two weeks because i was like i can do nothing here and not feel guilty True. But in New York, if yeah. I don't do anything, I feel like I'm dying. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason I moved here, though, because like in Chicago, I felt like, um, like no offense, but also most offense. I feel like 
there was not much around me that was like making me want to be like being so fucking productive and like doing my shit. It was just like, well, ugh, I don't know. I'm here. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I, I think that like, I don't know. It's good for me to be in a place where I have to get out. Like during the day, I cannot spend the entire day in my apartment and yeah. I can't spend like, in LA, I really like was very good at doing nothing and being inside for a couple days, but that's mm. because I had a one bedroom. Yeah. And it was always sunny out. I mean, it's been raining a lot in LA, but you know, mm-hmm. for the most part, and I I don't know, like here I just like need to get out and that's good for me because otherwise I would never You'd leave my wither apartment. Away. If I had more space, I would never leave my apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Definitely. This is a podcast about LA and New York. No, I'm just kidding. It's and the not. differences between and the them. difference and people love that that like to compare. They love it. They love it. They're eating this shit up. People in LA are like, oh, and then people in New York are also like, ah. I do feel very. <laughs> I feel very defensive about both cities, which mm-hmm. is hard because. You know, no, that's good. Like it's a, it's you shouldn't have to take a side. To but I, but then I have to do all the work of like defending, you know, cities people hate. I don't, I actually don't think anyone hates New York. People, people always say like, I love New York, but I can never live there. Yeah. You hear that all the time. I, I don't hear people say they hate it, but LA is like a very like maligned place. Mm. And when I lived in the Bay area where I went to college and I was there for like seven years, people hate LA so much there mm. and I think it's because they know they're in the Bay Area and they have an inferiority comp they have like a, they, yes it's California you think about LA and I think that San Francisco gets you know pushed aside a little pushed, pushed aside and so I think they have like a little bit of an inferiority complex and they want to you know that's a relatable assert, though that makes me no I now yeah. I feel like I'm the San Francisco in that scenario yeah um, let's get into this oh my god what a beautiful segue Are, do you feel like you're the San Francisco of that area, then this is the podcast for you. It's, I mean, it's classroom crush. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about crushes today. Our childhood crushes. You're going to tell me about some of your childhood crushes. Are you ready? And I'm yep. t- also, this is me just telling the listener that this is what the podcast is. It's the podcast where we, we're going to talk about childhood crushes, okay? I feel like your listeners, they know that, right? Because they're I listening. Mean, but maybe they just stumbled maybe on this they and they don't, don't know. Yeah, maybe this is their first. Oh, my God. Welcome. We embrace you. That's going to be my new thing is I'm going to be like like a fucking hippie mom. Like, I embrace you. Welcome to my space. You know right, what I mean? Right. So where do we want to start? Like, who who who's an early formative crush that you want to tell me about today? Um. So I was thinking about this a lot um because i always try to figure out who my first crushes were Mm -hmm. and i think that um i was thinking that this is gonna be so weird so i'm gonna just have to like just lay it out to go for it i am an only child Mm -hmm. and when i was growing up and i would watch nickelodeon shows yeah i was really drawn to like i really wanted um an older brother. Oh my God. This is exactly the place to be saying this. Right. Truly. Okay. So, cause I'll tell I'll tell you in a minute. Yeah. So basically like, I feel like, you know what, but it, I, I think it, these were like really early crushes, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to define it as such. Yeah. Um, so it does sound incesty, but it wasn't really like, it was just like, I knew that I wanted, like I watched Pete and Pete mm-hmm. and I wanted big Pete to be my big brother. But then you want to kiss. 
I didn't at that time. But like, but that's I, what the but feeling on some is level, from. that was what the feeling was. Yes. I really wanted like an older brother. Well, okay. There's like multiple things to this. A, I think older brothers are always sexualized. <laughs> like 90% of the time, when have you seen a teen movie or something where the older brother is like not hot? Right, right. Like they're always hot. Yeah. And B, um, I did used to fantasize about being Aaron, either Aaron Carter's backup dancer mm-hmm. or Aaron Carter's like stepsister. Love that. Love that. <laughs> that like, but we're really close. We're just super <laughs> So intimate. I relate to this. This yeah, is Yeah. No, I mean, it was like, it, it was just, I was trying to think of it because I was like, that was sort of the feeling that I had before I understood like what a crush was. Mm-hmm. That it was like, I want like, I want someone who's like an older brother. I want someone to like take care of me. Mm-hmm. Guide um, you a little. But also, as I got older, you know, it became more fraught and confusing. Of course. But at the, but yeah, at the time, I remember like, you know, like definitely Big Pete, mm-hmm. who does follow me on Twitter and hopefully won't be listening to this. <sighs> listen, 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 um, listen. I mean, whatever, you no, know. It's fine. And, um, you know, and like Sam from Clarissa, who wasn't a big brother, but mm-hmm. like they had a really like sibling like vibe. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Did you ever watch? Is this like um, I can't even remember what year this is. But did you ever watch Life with Derek? Do you remember that show? That was like on no. Nick, on Disney. <gasps> you have to I was a, I was find... a Nickelodeon kid. OK. Yeah, of course. I was Nickelodeon. Well, like live action stuff. There was some Disney stuff that was like chill. But. Life with Derek, you need to look up because the sexual chemistry between these fucking siblings, it's like their brother, their stepbrother and sister. And and she's living life with Derek because Derek is her new brother now in her house because their parents got together. Right. And it is like undeniable their sexual chemistry. You need to look it up. So it's right. But they're not like related by blood. They're not. So it's like fine. It's like whatever. Like you would. I mean, I think. Like you would ship them, like right. everyone would. It was undeniable. You know, you couldn't not. Right. Um, no, I. So I you t- need to look that up. I will. For sure. I will look that up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that that was like, it's so weird to like talk about it that way. But I do think that like, also because I was like, you know, I was really young and mm-hmm. I was like still figuring out what those feelings meant, and also in my mind thought that like any you know when i did have like a romantic feeling it would be for a girl so i didn't mm-hmm. like i didn't have the like i i i don't know i, I w- was able to process whatever i was feeling yeah because i was like this is i like i want this person in my life or around me totally. in some way so we should be brothers well yeah and but it's also like i think generally um close friends like I, when i was we were talking about this last week when there, when there have been guys that like I mean, there are some people that I do truly feel like, oh, yeah, like he's my brother or whatever. But 90% of the time when I was younger, when I was like, oh, we're so close. He's like my brother. It was because I was in love right, with right. him. That, 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 that too, certainly. It's totally a thing. Well, okay, this is like early-ish to get into this, but maybe we'll get into it more later. But like, do you, are you an aspirational crusher in the sense like, do you have a crush on people that it's like, in a way you want to be like them or... Or no? No, no, that's never really been my okay. vibe. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that I go for people who are like me at all. And like, they're certainly like 
there are qualities in someone else that I might be like, oh, that's great. And I wish I could be like that. Mm-hmm. But I've never really like. But it's not like the crush hook. No. And anything. I've never tried to kind of like modify my behavior at all in okay. that way. Cool. Um, but I was trying to think like, because I was like thinking about real person crushes mm-hmm. and like early ones. And then I like, I remember this counselor at a tennis camp that I was forced to go to. Beautiful. Perfect. And I probably was like. I don't know, like 10. Okay. Probably somewhere around there. And I was like, and that was like a similar vibe of like, like an older brother figure where I wanted him to just like, Mm -hmm. you know, adopt me as his brother. Yeah. But also like he was a counselor at a tennis camp. Like there was certainly more going on there than just like a, yeah. A sibling feeling. Well, it's the dynamic. Are you, do you think you've always been like attracted to a power dynamic like that? Weirdly, like, not at all anymore. Okay. But that is not what I go for at all anymore. But I I think that was just when I was growing up, that was what I understood. Well, this is a thing, like, and I could be, this could be bullshit because I'm just thinking about it now. But, like, yeah, I mean, I think a power dynamic for anyone who's attracted to men, I think that is, like, a very integral, at least, like, initial part of having a crush on a man, you know? Right. Is because, like, I mean men are pro- are portrayed as like powerful and strong and like of authority. So of course like that sort of I think is in the DNA of a lot of people maybe. Cuz right. I mean I always had that shit. But I I think it's interesting cuz I never wanted the like I never wanted someone to be like be mean to me or mm-hmm. like you know or boss me around or tell me what to do or whatever. Yeah. I wanted someone who was like older and like responsible and could, you know, paternal sort of sort of yeah, yeah. but I, I never thought about it like that but like yeah totally um but like affectionate yeah. i remember when i was at tennis camp which i was forced to go to along with lots of other childhood sports attempts that my mm. parents made yeah um i went to this tennis camp it was a fucking nightmare they ranked us this is like such a like no. tangent what they ranked us based on our skills okay so you'd mm-hmm. have this like list of everyone in the camp and like you're ranked on your tennis skills and which is stupid. Also, like, yeah. it's, it's the kind of camp where anyone can get in, right? Because yeah. I didn't have any hand-eye coordination. But <laughs> um, so everyone gets into the tennis camp, and I'm the second worst person in the camp. And which I didn't even care, but honestly. Still, like, why do that to children? But you could <laughs> you could challenge the person above you to get their spot to a duel <laughs> you would challenge, a tennis duel you i know a lot about tennis <laughs> yeah that's what they call them they call them duels no you would you would challenge someone to like a match like what and then if you beat them you would like get their spot i feel that this is so unhealthy <laughs> no it's like one of those things that like at the time it seemed normal but then you like look back at it and you're like how is that that wasn't mm, okay that reminds me of um i went to a dance camp once so i had like my studio that i because i used to dance like that there was the studio that I went to for like most years. But like at one point I had, there was like a little tangent where I went to over the summer, um, this other studio that Patty, my aunt went to, and this is like a Hialeah dance studio. It's like very Cuban, very, you know, and I'm like weird girl. Like don't, I don't like fit in with the other, like, like accented, like Latin girls, you know, um, where it's just only breaking down this, uh, internalized racism, baby. But, um, so, and I was like a little bit shy there. Cause I just, I don't know. I wasn't of this. I was like weird in their, like in the dynamic. Um, and then like at the end of the, the camp, um, 
we like did a recital and then we had like a gala and they had like superlatives that you could like like for for the end of the ga- the end of the camp gala thing so it'd be like you know best like most flexible or like best hair or best smile or whatever like some dance stuff i got voted two things oh my god and by the way i'm like 10 i'm probably i think i'm 10 also uh i got voted most dramatic and most annoying there was most a annoying there was a, a an award for most annoying i mean congrats but also like <laughs> truly scarred me and i and the thing is is like i had to walk up in the gala and everyone's like clapping right and i had to walk up like mortified and accept my award for most annoying and i was like one of the youngest girls there too like that's really upsetting it was so upsetting my mom like the neck when she found out stormed in there and like caused a scene yeah i don't think i told my parents about the ranking i think they would have been like yeah no but i the the girl the worst girl in camp did Mm -hmm. challenge me she did did you beat her i did beat her yeah, neither, neither, of, neither of us could serve at all. So I remember just. Oh no! I remember that it was just like a very long game. Are people like watching? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like not like a, a whole crowd. But yeah, like there yeah. Was like a counselor or something. Oh God! What's the lesson there? Like I don't know. Like fight for. I don't know. I remember. I remember I had this moment where I was like, "Wait, she could beat me," and then I would be the worst person in camp instead of the second worst. It's person. real risky. Yeah, but I did it. I could. You couldn't say no. You know, you had to. <laughs> I don't know God. why this all happened. Anyway, there, this That's is like insane. not the point of the story. The point of the story is that one day mm-hmm. uh, I stood too close to someone who hit me in the face with a tennis racket. Um, like a movie. Like a movie. And the counselor that I had a crush on slash wanted him to be, be my big brother. Mm-hmm. Like I was crying and he like, I remember him like took, he like took me aside and like put his arm around me. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the best moment of my life. Like, yeah, I was still it in sounds pain, great. But I was like, this is what I need. That's very much like a fantasy that I would make in my head. Like as right. a young person, like I'm hurt. That was all. That was always my my like yeah. go to fantasies. Is like I am physically impaired and helpless, and then someone scoops me up. <laughs> right. I mean, like I learned to cry for attention at a very young age. <laughs> Sick. Which I mean, babies do that. So like, yeah, it's a normal yeah. human skill. But I didn't grow out of it. Is what I'm saying. And I think like <laughs> I don't know how injured I really was, but I do remember crying uh, during the tennis racket. I love incident. that and drama. I, and I just I just remember being like this is great and and still not having the language to like articulate that even to myself yeah you know it was just like it's just like oh for some reason this feels good yeah, yeah. like this is like this feels i feel safe mm-hmm. did and, you yeah would you consider yourself were you like lonely as a as an only child or like did you have friends um, oh i was definitely lonely i yeah. mean i i i'm sure i had friends i'm like did I have friends? I, I did. I did. But I was like... Uh, it doesn't... It, it almost in a way doesn't matter because if you don't feel that, you do. I definitely like. was a little isolated. I wasn't like the coolest kid. Um, and my parents are older and mm-hmm. so their friends were older, you know, so I was raised among like older lawyers. So I remember I being like... ask if your, if your parents were older. Why? I don't vibe? know. But I feel like every time I'm... Every, almost every time I think like, oh, I wonder if they have older parents. They do. 
I don't know why. I don't know what the vibe is. Maybe or maybe yeah. Maybe I'm just giving off the those vibes. I've been told to give off only child vibes, which is like the meanest thing to see. It's like you seem like an only child. You're very selfish. No, I wouldn't say you give off only child. I think what it is is like usually when I. When someone is an only child, I feel like usually their parents are older and that's like, right. why? Or but I definitely like, I was like precocious as a kid because I was hanging out with like lawyers in their 40s. I love that. When I was like a kid and that's like cute, but it's not the best for like... Socializing with yeah, your peers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, I, I knew how to hang with like the grownups. Would they call you like an old soul? Um, like, oh, Lewis, he's just such, he's such an old soul. They they didn't, but that always creeps me out when people say that because really? it's usually when people are dating someone much younger <laughs> and they're like, they're an old soul. I have to remember that because people will say that to me all the time. I mean, I always and feel I'm like, like <laughs> it's like, I mean, it, it depends, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I just feel like it's, it's, it made me feel a little bit like out of place. And so yeah, I, I felt like I wanted someone closer in age, but I did want someone like older to guide me. Yeah. Did you feel, did you feel, um, did you feel guided by your parents in any way or did you feel like you had to kind of guide yourself at least like socially? Socially, I definitely felt like I had to like guide myself. Yeah, because I feel like the reference points are just different. Or- yeah, I mean, they d- they definitely tried. I think that like all the things that they forced me into sports wise were like partly to lose weight, but also because they wanted me to like have... Mm-hmm. those bonds that kids get when they do sports theoretically i i just i you know i was a little bit of a dilettante and it wasn't like because i wanted to do everything i think it was all like my parents kind of trying to guide me to different yeah places i i always wanted to write i mean when i was a kid i would write and i never i did writing i went to like a writing camp thing a couple summers cute um i did theater camp a couple summers too so i like definitely had interest like yeah that are still with me you mm-hmm. know like i like writing and theater were always a thing a thing for me um but at least you got to rule those other things out like yeah are not my thing yeah sports not my thing yeah um playing an instrument <laughs> not my thing no <laughs> uh i tried i i i did try but like vaguely as long as you vaguely tried i i just i yeah i mean I don't even like, I remember that I had a guitar and I'm like, Oh, that's a thing that happened. <laughs> How hilarious that for yeah, a and time. The, and the piano thing is crazy too. And I think it was like, I, I could see you playing the piano. Oh, I have Ding. really, I have long, I have piano fingers. So like, you do. They're, they're very, I've been told that I would be good at piano. Um, yeah. Maybe if I tried, maybe. So wait, theater, were there any crushes in a theater camp? When did you go to like theater camp? No, it, this was also, so theater camp was something I did when I was in middle school. Yeah. Uh, it was a summer thing. And that was like, um, not like stage door, right? Like not like something where you have to audition to mm-hmm. like go and you have to like be good. Yeah. This was like, everyone gets to go and then you would audition. But like as a formality, I was fine. I was not a good I was not great. I remember I played a surfer one year. Oh, uh, did. Um, my, my name was Harley. I, d- Harley. I said things like gag me with a spoon because this was like, <laughs> this would have been like, uh, gag me with late, a spoon. It, it was the late 90s, but it felt like it was the 80s. For, <laughs> these were like the scripts had been written in the 80s. Yeah. And, um, all I, all I remember is they caked on foundation because I was so pale and they were like, if you look like your hands, <laughs> I was wearing like, I was wearing like 
in a, an inappropriate shade of foundation. Oh, that uh, <laughs> and it was problematic. But I yeah it was not my choice. Um, <laughs> you were a child. <laughs> I was a child. Um, and uh, yeah, but crushes. Um, no, not really. Okay, I I didn't really like. I think that I there's like a gap between like those early sort of like confusing, like I want yeah. a big brother feelings and then like actual crushes. And like, I don't really know what was happening in there except that I was suppressing a lot. Yeah. So like in middle school. Yeah. When do you think you make the a connection or like there's a shift? Well, in middle school I had like a crush on like a female friend that was mm-hmm. like, I had a couple of those, but that, that were like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I don't like it there was no attraction and there was not even like that feeling of like, I want to be close to this person. It was more like, so nothing ever happened. No, there was, there was one girl. Um, we might reunite soon, which is actually really exciting. Um, we haven't, I haven't seen her in, uh, I don't know, like 20 years, but, um, (laughs) I remember I like I my whole my whole shtick was that I had a crush on her. This was like a known thing. <laughs> and then one day she was like, like passed me a note and she was like, I like you back. Oh my and god. And then like for one day we were like it was so weird. I remember I remember like she would, When like, when was this, you think? This was like was this middle school seventh grade, okay. probably. Um she would like put her head on my shoulder <gasps> and I was like oh Like my Lizzie McGuire and like, Gordo. I was like, we are we are together now. We yeah. are. I'm, I'm in a relationship and this is I feel how like, it happens. Is this a relatable thing that that's exactly like the, the image of romance is a, a girl's head on a guy's shoulder? I just, I guess, yeah. Because that's was, like still lasting for me where it's like, have I ever done that? No. <laughs> um, Do I want to? Yes, on a plane or on a bus and I fall asleep. Right. Right? It's kinda, I don't know. It's uncomfortable. but It seems, but it looks But I just nice. like, I remember, I also remember that we talked about the Backstreet Boys a lot and <laughs> those were crushes. Like that was like, you know, yeah. that was more. Like, Who? Oh, Kevin. Okay. I still wanted like the older one. Yeah. I wanted, like the one who was like the mature one. He like has his shit together. He's like the big brother. Are um, you looking for like, is it, is like a st- stability an attractive thing or is it, it like it a, was when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, what I and, and I, and I, yeah, so I had, but I had these like female crushes, and then it wasn't until like I think it was like ninth grade that I kind of like dropped the shtick. Okay, and I was like not, I I stopped pretending to have any crushes. I just sort of like was like I'm just gonna do me. Just like float. Were you just kind of floating sexless, or was it? Yes, yeah. I was like floating sexless. Okay, I think that was like around the time that I was like. I definitely on some level was like, oh, you 100% like dudes. But it was like <laughs> not, it still wasn't fully realized. Okay. It was like, but it was also like not a total mystery. It just wasn't like articulated. You had to just go to the middle of being sexless until before going to like, before making that connection fully. You know, right. be like, oh, I pretend to like girls and then nothing. I and do then- remember, oh my God, I learned this from those from that girl that I had an alleged crush on and like her best friend. Yeah. Um, who, who is still a good friend of mine, but she, I remember they told me about like looking at like internet porn. This was like, this was again, like late nineties. So there yeah. wasn't like, it was kind of a, a like a, a wild f- west of like the wild, wild west. Yeah. Whatever. And you, they were like, you got to go to like, we like, we go to like penis.com. 
Yeah. <laughs> and penis.com was like a site that, I don't know, it had like, it had pictures, but mostly it was like pop-up ads and viruses. Like, of course. It was a nightmare. Yeah. But like you could go there and like see images like Penises. that. Penises.com. And I remember looking at that in like eighth grade. Yeah. But in a passive way. I was mm. just kind of like... I'm just curious. Of course. And then I was it's like, like when interesting. all of the kids cried, cried around the dictionary and just read the definition for sex. Right. Or like, or stripper. That was like a thing that happened a lot, but like in third grade. I, I, I remember doing the dictionary thing. I love that. I remember trying to figure out how to spell vagina. Because <laughs> I, we were like trying to look it up and I was like, I don't know. I think there's a B in there somewhere. Bye. <laughs> Maybe like an like an E. <laughs> Could not get it. Could this not is. Get it. I feel like I might have said this before, but I can't remember. There was like one day in after school in like maybe fourth grade or something. I I, I don't know. There was this guy named Javi who was like kind of bullied, but it was way too small of like a K through eight school. Like no one could be fully. You know, people were bullied, but we were all friends because right. there was no escaping each other. And he was like horny and crazy and he had like scabs around his mouth. So of course everyone was like, oh, you have herpes, literally not knowing what herpes is, right. by the way, because we're children. Um, but he was like, oh, guys, come. And there was like computer lab, whatever. And he like looks up, he, uh, like it was something like pleasure.com or something. Oh my God. But he thought like, because we didn't know that like pleasure was like a word that was used to describe like sexual things right but like the website itself was sexual so he would be like yeah it's pleasure.com like as if it was like this other thing that we didn't know it's like we're like oh yeah pleasure that's <laughs> like, incredible i think about it all the time and just like he was so satisfied he was like yeah uh, you do you even know about pleasure <laughs> i hope that he still says pleasure wherever <laughs> he is do you, know where, do you know where he is are you guys facebook friends i don't know we might be i feel like he's probably still in miami which is insulting but true you're wrong with being in miami right no it's like fine but a lot of people have like either left and then gone back recently yeah. and i'm like wow you couldn't make it it's the, ti- it's the times we live in <laughs> sad for you yeah no it's fine miami's fun now i don't hate it anymore like i used to so i can't even like talk shit but right you know anyways um so in ninth grade you're kind of like fuck this yeah i just remember like i yeah i remember feeling pretty like i don't it's, it's hard i don't know what i was really thinking of that at that point I remember I found my journal and I don't know what happened to it, but I found my journal uh, from when I was in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And I would like, I remember reading this entry a couple years after the fact, like when I was like a senior or something and it was like, yeah, like things are good. I have like friends now. I was hanging out with like um, the like older boys. Yeah. Um, who were all in theater and like, as is the case now, like all of my friends were just like theater people, but they yeah. were like, a little bit older. Um, I definitely did have crushes on some of them. Like I definitely mm. like thought they were so cool and like wanted to hang out with them, but it was like, you know, there was like something more. There, there. was like attention. Right. Um, but they were all straight. They were all okay. like straight theater kids. Um, are you sure of that? Yeah. 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 yeah, they, yeah. they have like, they have, I have kept tabs. They are still straight. They have like wives and shit. Yeah. They, <laughs> they literally are largely married. Yes. Ugh, crazy. Um, yeah uh had you like prior to this like did you felt any urge to like um you know like kiss or whatever like 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 were you wishing that you had affection in your life or like wanting to be a boyfriend to anyone no i I wanted 
I wanted to, I felt stunted like yeah. without really like, I, I wouldn't have used those words, but I remember like, Oh my God. I remember one time like writing in my, this was on, this was like on live journals. This was like a, like maybe a couple years later. Perfect. But I was like, I feel like everyone's like climbing a ladder mm. and I'm just like a couple rungs lower. Cause I had never kissed anyone. Yeah. And in like eighth grade, like everyone was like, was like doing kissing. Yeah. You know? And like in 10th grade people were having sex and like yeah. also before that, but like that's when I really started like having friends who were having sex and mm-hmm. it wasn't like all of them. And like, I think about that time now and I'm like horrified yeah. But I mean, my best friend in eighth grade had sex with an older guy and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, and then I watched eighth grade and I was like, <laughs> that was a fucked up thing that happened. I, I already knew that it was fucked up, but it, yeah. it recontextualized this thing of like, at the time I was like, everyone's like cooler and having these experiences. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, that's not okay to like. Especially. Yeah. When I think of like, cause I have not only my 15 year old sister, but I have like my 11 year old brother. Right. So it's like when I think about that, but like, I remember my K through eight school um, since it it was so small and like, but also just like in a way like fucking, I know people overuse this word, but like a toxic fucking vibe. Like all of the kids were really angry and like came from some like fucked up homes or like, and, and just like there was an intense energy about it that was like angry and fucking sexual. Yeah. And so it was like, I remember before I went there, like when I was at this other school, I like never cursed or anything. Like I was a quote unquote, like good girl. And I remained a good girl. But like then in third grade, I'm like, okay, well we're all saying fuck. So I guess I'm saying fuck too now, you know? And I found an email between me and my best friend at the time, Mika. And it is probably like fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. I I might have read it before. If not, I have to find it and read it at some point because it's so fucking funny. Where she's like, Becca, I just feel like we're falling behind. Everyone's doing all of these things and becoming really experienced. And I feel like we're both just far away. And she was like so achingly sincere about it and like saying everything that I felt. But I was so like jaded and mean as like a child for some reason. And I was like, I was like, Mika, just relax like it'll happen even though inside i'm like i really want to kiss too right <laughs> you know no i mean i yeah I, and in high school that obviously got worse people were like you Fully. know we're like making out yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i was like i don't know what to do i remember like yeah. i remember going to um like a party i probably was like 16 mm-hmm. and like we played spin the bottle did you know most people from your high school from like middle school or was it like a full new batch of people it was a lot of new people because it was like there were um i believe there were four middle schools okay and they would funnel them into the high school so it was was, the high school was like it was pretty big yeah um at that point i knew a lot of people but yeah i remember going to like i remember playing from the bottle um no tongue Mm. but like you know it happened it happened was that your first kiss I don't consider that. It was like a peck. Yeah. I mean, like, it, no, I don't consider that to be a, a real yeah. kiss. I was like, and I think also like at that point I was pretty clearly not into girls. So it wasn't like, it was just so, sort of like a whatever thing. Yeah. It didn't really matter. But it wasn't like exciting to you to be playing spin the bottle or. I think I felt a little like scandalized by it, mm. but n- yeah, not really that exciting. Yeah. We were drinking too. We were drinking. I know I didn't drink, but there was like Smirnoff ice there. Cool. <laughs> um, Rock and, and roll. I, yeah, totally. Um, 
<laughs> we're gonna get fucked up tonight yeah i did I, there was a new year's party that i went to when i was like maybe even in 10th grade mm-hmm. where there was red wine Ooh, la, la. the first time i ever drank was when i was in ninth grade on a like a school sponsored trip to spain and i had sangria Ooh-hoo. and i was like wobbly but yeah. um there were some crushes there too. You know, I, I like think back all these experiences and I remember all these like these boys that I was friends with and I'm like, that you then, then I can now life. be like, Oh right. There was that guy and that guy and that guy. Cause there were so totally. many of them that I like wanted to spend time with. Were they mostly, would you consider them like the same sort of type of guy? Like who were you friends with that you might now look back and think like, Oh yeah, that was probably a thing. Oh God. I mean, Oh my God. On that Spain trip, mm-hmm. there was this like, kid who was like a year older than me this like hot blonde russian tennis player Ooh. Uh, tennis yet again tennis again and i remember being like oh my god this is it's so it's just so mortifying like you, you repress so much of this stuff and it's like all there but you yeah. have to like unlock it and i remember now we were like oh so we have to stay friends when we like get back to school we like gotta like be friends forever Aww. and i remember like that i came back and i like had a phone in my room Mm -hmm. it was really cool cool and i like called his house like many times oh no i'm gonna cry trying to like get him to answer and i remember like one day like calling like every 15 minutes oh no i literally have tears in my eyes and it hurts me it's like it's so bad and i was like i just really wanted to be friends with him well there's a thing is like it there's such a lack of self-awareness at that point right you know like and i there was things that i would do similarly with like this guy, Jesse, that I'm like, he had no interest in me, in me, but I thought it was really funny to call him and like leave him a bunch of voice messages, which right. like, yeah, it's funny. Like, but also like, I truly did think I was like, I, this is just like a fun game that we play. And I'm not like definitely so desperate and like making myself really not likable. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it's weird though, because like I think about it, I'm like, what was I doing in ninth and 10th grade? I was like, oh, I was just like sexless. I was like very much like, I don't like anyone. Mm-hmm. But then I remember all these like friendships and how I was like very much trying to spend all my time and get more and more intimate yeah. with these like slightly older guys. Would you guys talk? They were, these were all straight guys. Yeah. W- were you trying to like be close in that like deep sense where it's like we talk about deep things like or whatever? This is like like that sense of intimacy. Yeah, kind of. I mean, like, I just think that I wanted. I don't think I know what I. I don't think I knew what I wanted. At the Did time. you have like a best friend? No, I didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. like. I I really didn't. I had like a couple like really close friends um, early on in middle school, and then when I was in eighth grade, I had this best friend. Who yeah, was a girl. And we that we were like inseparable, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she like went to college not went to college i mean eventually she like went to high <laughs> she went to high school she like got cooler than me and ditched me immediately uh, and like i sort of story. wandered through like you know i don't really know who i was hanging out with at the time i have a bad memory yeah. um sophomore years when i like had that group of like um straight theater boys one of one of my yeah my my a friend that i made on that spain trip her boyfriend was one of the like theater kids and so i was like with his crowd okay yeah so they're all like older guys are they like generally like gregarious guys are they like are there any shy boys like are are they similar kind of 
dudes or is it just like whoever like proximity wise I think it was there? just like anyone who was as is the case now it was like anyone who was giving me attention mm-hmm. like people who wanted me around I okay. was like very much like Down. let me take advantage of that until you're annoyed yeah um <laughs> yeah no I I mean I I we were yeah they weren't they weren't like any one type but they yeah. were they were a little older they were like definitely more experienced they had cars um, yeah. So that was a big deal for me. And so that wasn't a, like an intimidating thing. That was more of a like an attractive thing about them. I, yeah, I don't remember ever being intimidated by it. Okay. Um, I thought that yeah, I was like, these are cool people, and I should be hanging out with them. Yeah. When did you like fully make the connection and like really like knowing yourself that uh, you were attracted to guys and like understood that? Um, it was probably somewhere around like. It was like sophomore year was when I was like, something's missing when I was like journaling, like mm-hmm. I have these great friends, but like something's missing. And then junior year, I think is when I first started to like, when I first admitted it, like I, there was another guy who was like, uh, older. They were always older, just a couple years older. Yeah. And he, I am me, uh, on AOL and nice. out of nowhere. Mm hmm. And started talking to me and like we we had this conversation and like I at the time I was like oh he's just randomly saying hi and like now I know that like he must have picked up on it mm-hmm. and was just like he figured out who I was and found my screen name or whatever and he was the first person who he was like asking me sexual questions and like getting me to admit that I was like into uh, this um okay in a way that, like, again, is, like, creepy in retrospect. I think he must have been, like, 17, 18. Okay. And I was 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, he was the first person that I ever admitted anything to. And Did that, then, did through talking to him kind of, like, make you, re- like, realize it more and more? Or Yeah. Well, I think like, that I, I, think I, I, think I, I think I did realize it. I think I just wasn't saying it. And yeah. so once I said it, it was, like, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like being, I remember like my heart was like pounding because I was like, I can't believe I'm like typing these things. Yeah. But Did it I was feel like, like flirtatious or was it just I like didn't, a I scary didn't ever conceive of it as something real mm-hmm. until he was like, oh, we could like hook up some, I mean, I don't remember exactly what he said. Probably was like more direct and graphic than that. But yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, this is like going to happen. This is a thing. And, um, and he was from school? Yeah, I think he had... Gra- I think he must have been two years older. I was a junior, so I think okay. he had graduated. So you weren't, like, seeing each other no, around? No, 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 no. Ah. Um, this, like, went on for a long time, so it's hard. The timeline's weird because I know that he was, like, the first person, but also, like, he kept messaging me and sometimes still does. So... Wow. And yeah. it's been, you know, 16 years. Mm-hmm. but uh 17 years you know, it's it's weird he lives close to me now it's very strange that's a thing though i think um there's a guy that talked to me when i was like 16 yeah and i give a lot of people like i talked about this on an episode with ben Kling, this guy if you uh, really want to get into that uh i always like excuse people from high school Cause like, I think most of them did not know how old I was. I had like a fake ID. I looked fucking older than I look now, honestly. Like I was putting out like 23 vibes, you know? Uh-huh. Um, 
but he was one that knew how old I was like from day one. Yeah. Um, and he was like 24 or something. And, and he would do this sort of thing where it would be like, Oh, well like, uh, when you're 18, like blah, 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 which is so funny. Cause it's like, they will go as far as to not do something, but they will still sexualize the shit out of you. Of course. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he would like fucking like, he wouldn't send me dick pics or something, but he'd be like, what are you wearing? Shit like right, that. Right, like right, very right. sexual. Yeah. So, but he, but is someone who I have not seen in years, but every once in a while will fucking message me. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what the, there's like a fixation. That's, I think that's a thing, you know? It's so weird. I I, I mean, and I can't, I can't have been the only guy this guy was doing this to, you know, like I'm sure there were a lot of people, but at the time it was like a big deal for me because like no one had ever shown any interest. Yeah. So, so you were, were you even, would you consider yourself even attracted to him in any way? Or was it just that this is like the first time that you know, this um, is like being expressed. Like if, this, if you know, I, I definitely, I definitely was, but also because okay. he was one of the first people I knew at my high school. I, I knew he was gay. Even if I didn't know, like I, was man. he out or was it just like, no, I just knew. I yeah. just knew. Okay. And I, and I think that like that was at that age. And like, also, you know, it took until college really when I met a lot more people who were gay. Mm-hmm. Like at the time, anyone who was gay, I was like, I have a crush on them because I, because that was all I, I was drawn to them for that reason. And so it didn't really matter because it's like the option, what they look like. Although, I mean, he was cute, I guess. I mean, he was creepy. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna listen to this either, but, um, whatever. Maybe he'll reflect scamming on me when I was like a child. Yeah. I mean, he was also a kid, but it's, it's hard because like, I, I don't know. I'm, I never, I don't want to like over sympathize for, you know, like I, I'll like, I have a tendency to be like, Oh, weird time, weird, you know, especially right. if you're coming to terms with se- your own sexuality, whatever, like it's hard. It's lines are blurry and weird, but also sometimes people are shitty. Yeah. So I, I think it was tell. a little bit about, there's a lot of, there was a lot about his behavior over the years that like it got weirder and weirder. That's the thing. As it goes on, it beca- it becomes, it like reveals itself to be like more of an issue. I feel right. like, 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 why can't you let this go? At first it was like, okay. And it felt, you know, innocent enough. Although like I was so naive and I was so like inexperienced and I really mm. had no idea. I'd never talked to anyone like that. Um, and I'm sure he could tell, you know, so I was sort of like, that's weird. Did it make you feel special at all? Or like, no, weirdly. I mean, how did it, how did it feel like besides just being like, uh, you know, like heart pounding E like, how did it feel talking to him? Do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it was just exciting, but I don't, I don't remember being like, I don't know if it was like sexually exciting because I was mm-hmm. so I, I was so so naive. Yeah, that he would like talk about things we could do, and I was like, "Is that even legal? Like, is that like I don't? It just didn't seem like it was ever going to happen." Yeah, um, I was very much like just sort of taken for a ride. Yeah, I, I mean, I really didn't know. But it's also but like, I, but yeah, no, but I mean, I also like started to tell people at the time that I liked guys. Cause I was like, well, now that I've said it to like this person, yeah. I can branch out. Isn't that crazy? How like someone who's possibly like a creep, like still in some way, right. It's, plays part, of, a role. Yeah, it's part of your, you know, it's part yeah. of your awakening. 
Um, when you like fully realized that you were attracted to men, were you, did that make you want to like be a boyfriend? Did that like ignite a, like a certain like boyfriend desire or sexual desire or, or not yet? Yeah, not right away. Okay. Um, but pretty quickly after I like, so after that guy, like whatever awakened me, <laughs> um, I, was getting really into live journal. So this would have been, I w- this was like February 03. Okay. I remember when I joined live journal. <laughs> I love that for February you. February 03. So I would have, have been. have date tattooed. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I just like remember this time in my life very distinctly. Um, mm-hmm. So I was 16 and I remember like, just like talking to random people on live journal. Cause it was like, you know, it's sort of like how it was a very early it wasn't early internet, but it was like sort of like community. It was before. Yeah. It was before Facebook. It was obviously before Twitter, but I was like trying to make, I was like making friends online. Yeah. And I, I, there was this guy who, um, lived in orange County, which is like, you know, an hour and a half South of LA. Mm -hmm. Um, and we started talking about Buffy and, um, we like, and then like one night we were just like, we would like chat like super late, you know? And then, yeah. We were like I aming like really late and we like started just being like, Oh my god, I like you and I like wanna kiss you and like he called me babe and I was oh like, Oh my god, shaking. and that's so exciting. Yeah. Oh my god. And I Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Like no, don't. I because you <laughs> so in the prep for this podcast, you're like think of like your crush song like think of like songs that like Yeah. And I like remembered some from a little bit later, but <laughs> I remember that after we had that conversation, I printed it out. I printed out the aim conversation Aww. so I could have it and I would like reread it. And it, cause it was just the first That's time. That's smart. Honestly, the, you don't have to search. Because like creepy guy, like whatever had been like, my thighs are hairy. Isn't that sexy? Whatever. Yeah. It's not it, like a, a filling you up with jittery right. joy. This guy was like, I want to hold you and call uh, you babe. Which is what you want. And I was like, Oh my God, I like now I want this, but I never, it, it mm. never really occurred to me that it was an option. You know, like I knew yeah. when, I didn't, I didn't really know how that worked. I didn't know any gay people. I didn't like, there were no gay couples in my school. There were no out gay people in my school really. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God, it's all happening. It's all happening. And it's like you, well, I mean, it's it's like an older brother thing. It's like you kind of need someone to spell it out for you right. and like, ex, you know, expand your world. And a he little. was a year older. Yeah. So I remember I, I printed it out and I was reading it and I oh. listened to. What'd the, you listen to? The Bare Naked Ladies song, <laughs> Falling for the First Time. <laughs> That's like not what I was ready or expecting. I know. And I I'm like, editing it in right now. <laughs> it's so funny because like I had forgotten about that song until just now and I was like that's the that's the song I associate with that moment because I remember listening to it and being like it does feel like I'm falling for the first time like this is that's crazy beautiful I had some bare naked what's the other bare naked lady song the the one if I had a million dollars very romantic very romantic <laughs> one week don't don't forget I mean they're poets they are if poets. I had a million dollars I'd be rich <laughs> me and the, my dad listened to that where shit. is the lie um we, <laughs> that's we, so beautiful yeah. that you printed that out I would I wonder I wish you had you still had it but that was like my oh. first real crush in terms yeah. of like what was his name Alex Alex um 
we I mean he also is still around I, I haven't talked to him in years yeah. um but like we did you start to, did you start to like talk to him like that did you kind of find your language and no because like the very too- next day he was like I think maybe like I said some things I don't know I don't I don't remember what, like remember what I said and I was like well, I printed it out so I could tell you but <laughs> he was like he he pulled back a lot really I wonder why um probably scared him He's probably yeah a, I think because he was like, like a I bit think of a and also I think he was a little bit of a sociopath um and why? um uh for a lot of reasons well actually no I remember this now he okay so the timeline is that I had my got I got my parents to drive me and a friend to Orange County to see him in his high school musical. Of course, he was also in theater. Oh my God. What was the musical? Um, oh my God. If anyone, whatever, if he hears this, I don't give a shit. Uh, even though I called him a sociopath. It was, um, <laughs> it was Bat Boy, the musical. Oh my God. It's a great show. Like one this of my faves. Lovely. Okay. Um, anyway, so we like met there and it was super awkward. Of course. Um, I don't know if we like hugged or not. And then we like, um, and then we like chatted more and then he was like, I really wanted to kiss you, whatever. And then like right after that was when he got like weird and was like, no, I don't actually like you that way. And I, wow. I spiraled. I was so, that's devastating. I was so broken by it. And like mm. also because like, I was just like figuring out my sexuality and I was in a really like vulnerable place. And I was like, I, I at the time my life thought that if someone said they liked you, you were going to be together. I thought that like how it should be. <laughs> it is how it should be, and I certainly realize now there are more complications that happen. But at the time, I was very like romantic about that, and I could mm. not handle someone like changing their mind or being weird with me. Yeah. Um. And I got super depressed, and I started like having symptoms of like, like I thought I was sick because I was having such anxiety and depression. And yeah. I started, and then I went to the doctor. And he was like, you're physically fine. I think you need therapy. Yeah. Uh, and then I started going to therapy. But I, and I like would, I sort of was like, it was that guy on live journal. But I mean, I needed to be in therapy anyway, but that was like what spurred it. Well, the thing is, is like, there's a crazy, like in a, those like younger high school, I think middle school, high school, this, there's such like a whiplash like effect of things like things will change so fucking quickly seemingly out of nowhere because no one knows how to communicate things well right that it's like i mean the one time someone like asked me to like like that was like oh we should date brendan sullivan whatever i say his full name now because he's the enemy yeah um this was like eighth grade like i was at such a state of like preemptive self-loathing that i was like when when the one day passed after he asked me to like go out and then he called me and told me like it wasn't gonna work yeah i was like so numb because i was like well yeah i knew this was gonna happen i was just so jaded which i think maybe protected me from some of like that kind of like total spiral but it took like a lot of mini like little scratches of attacks of just being like being so jaded and like so me against the world where it's like yeah well of fucking course this isn't gonna work out and of course you're gonna leave you know like i've never been able to internalize that like i know ne- i've never been able to not be disappointed because even though i'm like cynical about a lot of things and i assume on some level that most things will fail yeah. i still like get my hopes up every time and i've yeah. been doing that for you know i don't know what a long time <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, I don't know what is 
more productive or not, you know, because I feel like my jadedness and just, you know, like I've had times where like I went to a bar with, uh, with Patty and her friend, Iona, like our friend, they're both like gorgeous, tall, skinny, like hot women. And sometimes I realized like, I realized recently like, Oh yeah, I have to readjust. I have to relearn how to hang out with people like that. Cause I wasn't doing it in Chicago cause I just wasn't going out and I was just in the comedy community. So I went out with just the two of them. This was just like a few months ago and we walked into a bar and I immediately felt myself like shut the fuck down right away. And there was something about it. I was like, Oh yeah, it sucks to be like, I love them. Yeah. It sucks to be the, like with just two of them. And I remember Iona told me she was like, the cynicism radi- I, like is like radiating right off of you. i can feel that energy and it's like that sucks too though like i'm a i like to be a per- i think i'm i can be a person full of joy and like i want to give joy and like whatever and like disperse love but when you do become so like jaded like that it 90% of the time is a fucking self-fulfilling prophecy well it's like of course i'm projecting exactly what you know what's going to be the reason that I end up getting rejected. Right. It's not the most approachable vibe. No, even though like I'd say most of the time I'm pretty fucking approachable, but I don't know. It's like, I I feel like I missed that though. Like getting my hopes up for something. Right. Like I haven't had a long night of like texting someone in so long. Oh yeah. Like, it's oh, the, that it's sounds the best. So fun. It's great. It's also terrible. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten better in the sense that like now I don't like assume a mutual attraction means you're going to get married, which is like where Mm. I was coming from before. But I do still have the problem of like a good first date will send me like, I will, I will freak out because I'm like, Oh my God, what happens next? And like, how do we, how do I like keep this going? But it makes sense though. Like at least from what you've told me where it's like, if someone is presented as like an option, Right. Then, like, I think that's what you were probably used to, like being attracted to. It's like, this is the person that's in front of me and they're saying that they're into the same shit I am. Right. Like, then, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, a lot has changed since then. Of course. But, but yeah. But those roots still there like, are the Yes, out. yes. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I really like had these experiences that I think should have made me realize that I should trust no one. And mm. I never quite was able to do that and the other thing is that like i actually ended up hooking up with both of those guys with 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 um really with creepy um i am guy and with orange county guy uh like years later years later Mm -hmm. um and both were really disappointing experiences for different reasons that i won't go into um but it wasn't my fault and um i also like could have learned something from that these people that i had like especially the person like the live journal guy that I had like, I had a serious crush on. Yeah. I was so like, I was like, Oh, that was what, that was it. That was what I was like waiting for. That was like, Mm -hmm. you know, this like great, exciting thing. And it was like, whatever. And I don't know. I wish that like that had taught me something too, that I would be like, you know, you, you, you kind of, you put these people on pedestals in your mind. Yeah. And then the reality of it is often like just whatever. But I still do that. I do you still, think it's just because you're like a like a romantic person? Like you want it to be sweeping? Yeah. I mean, I'm always walking that line between being like 
a deeply cynical person who's also very optimistic. I'm yeah, someone who like... I was like, going to say, you sound like at least romantically optimistic in people. Right. Like having faith. Even though I'm like, you know, 32 and like have not had a serious relationship for five years. Yeah. I still like believe it's out there. And like, I, I, I honestly always have those two thoughts in my head. Like that something amazing is going to happen with someone soon. It's going to be wonderful. And mm-hmm. also that I'm going to die alone. Like those are always in my head at the same time. That's kind of, that's a little bit of like the vibe that I'm at right now because <laughs> I have like not had a serious relationship, desperately want a serious relationship. Feel like I am like constantly being, you know, faced with how it's not happening, but I'm like, Oh, but I'm great. I'm good and cool. And you know, when it finally happens, Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. And this is going to be like truly the best person that's ever existed. And like my perfect match, you know? Right. But I'm also like hardly doing anything to achieve that. You know, it's like a hard thing. Cause it's like, I don't want to, I'm not one of those people that I don't expect it to just fall in my lap, but I'm just like, how do you even navigate something so ethereally, like overwhelmingly great? I definitely expect it to fall in my lap, which is, I mean, <laughs> but I, 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 I put myself out there all yeah. the time, but I, I do think that like in my mind, I'm like, you're just going to be like, you're going to turn a corner, but like bump into someone and have like a meet cue and you're going to end up together forever. Like that is still but also like, why not? Yeah. Why not? I still, but I, it's weird to me that I am someone who is, I think I'm very realistic about a lot of things and I, I do think I'm kind of a pessimist about a lot of things, but I also have like this like weird rom-com mentality that I've never been able to shake. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm always expecting to get rejected and to like be disappointed. And somehow I, when it happens, I still feel like shit, which is like the worst place yeah. to be. Well, cause it's never going to, it's always going to feel bad. It is always going to feel bad, but it's like, I can be waiting for, the other shoe to drop and still be like what the fuck the other shoe drop when it happens yeah. like it's a, it's it's like, like I, I, to me <laughs> right it's like and it, and it sucks and it makes it like very um you know crushes are very hard for me because mm-hmm. i know that like i i will say from the beginning like this will end badly and also because yeah. i always go for unavailable men i go for people who are because well, it doesn't seem like you casually crush it's not like fun to crush no i mean you crush with like a goal or not and i w- well yes it depends um i i will say that like i my crushes tend to be people like i go for younger like now i go for younger guys a lot people mm-hmm. who are like not in a place in their lives when where they can like <laughs> be seriously dating me yeah um people people who have boyfriends who are like open whatever like it's always someone unavailable um so, i mean same yeah. which is just like you know i think that the thing that has changed for me that i've gotten better about is that like I'm a lot better at compartmentalizing now. And mm-hmm. so like I have a lot of friends that like started off as crushes and now we're friends and I don't have those painful feelings of like, Oh my God, I want more. Okay. I've gotten a lot better as I've gotten older at just being like, that's a crush. It'll go away. Let's focus on the friendship and like being able to move on from that. Yeah. Um, which was really hard for me when I was younger. Uh, for sure. So that part's better. But in terms of like people who are like that I'm actually trying to date, like that's, you're, and you're trying to seriously date. Do you yeah. think? No, I mean, I want to be married. Yeah. I want to be married and like, I feel the clock ticking and I don't mm. want to like jump into something cause that's a bad idea. Yeah. But I do think that I'm going to meet someone and we're going to like fall just in love really fall. fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to like move in together and get married like on a quick timeline because 
we're in our thirties and that's what you do. Well, yeah. Where, where is that pressure coming from though? It's just, it's, um, it's from myself. I mean, like mm-hmm. my parents have literally never put any pressure on me about, on, in that sense. And like, it's just because my, you know, I look at my high school friends and they're all married, mm-hmm. you know, and my college friends are largely married and it's just, uh, I think it's like a societal thing mm-hmm. that like, I think a lot of people my age and, just you know millennials broadly but especially like you know in their early 30s late 20s like we all thought we'd be in a different place right now like Mm. in terms of like work and family and all of that and so like i'm constantly feeling like what like I'm not in the place in my life where I wanted to be. And part yeah. of that is that like, I thought I would be married with a family right now. So is it, is the desire for like, this is so much heavier than I thought I was going to be. Oh my this God. No, like, this is the best. This is the just pod. Like, this is not at all where I was going to go with this, but here we are. Here we are. No. So like, is I the, hope someone that wants to date me hears this and is like, Oh fuck no. No. To be, to be clear. I am. I can be very chill. You can be very chill. I can and be casual. Very <laughs> just hanging out. We're just like watching movies. I really, I really can though. Like the, the crazy and the pressure is, so inward facing for me that I don't apply it to people I'm dating. It's like, so it's not like, so my question is like, is it, is there like a domestic bliss thing that is attractive or is it more of like, I want to just like fall in love and then it's like, Oh, well then that's my person like soon. I think I just want to like, I think that part of me just wants to have that sorted out, which Mm -hmm. is like not the best way of looking at it. But I think that like, the idea of actually like cohabitating with someone and like being with them forever is terrifying to me, Hmm. but I want to find someone where that makes sense. Do you feel like it occupies like a good amount of your like energy and thought? Like, yeah, I think just because like, you know, because I'm an only child because I live alone, I've always been sort of isolated. And so I'm always looking to, partner up in some way mm-hmm. and like i have that with friendships too you know because a lot of people i know have these like solid friend groups and i've always been a little bit more nebulous about that so i ha- I know plenty of people and i have friends but like i don't like have a person in yeah. the way that a lot of people do or like a group of people and so I, get that. I think that like yeah that's part of it too and like i am always looking for like someone to just like be, be my that. partner in some way no, I totally get that. I mean, I feel like, um, I mean, I could say like Patty is my person in a sense, Patty, but she's also blood. She's like my aunt, right, right. literally. But I feel like I've been in a lot of friendships and friend groups where it's like there's like a tight knit, there's like a tight group and they're super tight and I'm just, I'm just right on the outside and I'm friends with everyone there, but yeah. I'm like not at but you're level like, of But you're closeness. like not, you're not like... Right. And I have tons yeah. of friends like that in the city who are great and I love them and like whatever. But like if they're going to all like take a trip to Fire Island, they're not going to invite me necessarily. You know, yeah. like maybe if yeah. I, I'm sure I could come if I like asked, but I'm like, like, not, oh, yeah, no, I'm, that'd not, be so fun. I'm not a natural, like mm-hmm. it's not natural for me to be included in that group. Do you feel comfortable like alone though? Or I, is I like, do. Yeah. No, no I, I mean, I, point, I, I like live preference. No, I, I live rather. alone. I live alone and I, and I like living alone. Um, and I've been alone a lot of my life and I do like that. Mm-hmm. But I also think that part of the like reason that I crave a relationship is that like, I, I definitely get lonely and I feel too independent sometimes. And I'm always yes. like, yeah, I don't want to live with someone again unless we're together. Mm-hmm. I don't, I like, and so 
there's a part of me that wants to like be cohabitating as scary mm-hmm. as that is just because I want to have that person around. Yeah. But I feel like I'm at a point in my life where people my age are married. And so I don't want that to be like a close friend. I want that to be like a partner, a romantic yeah. partner. Do you think if people in your life weren't married, if that was, if that was like context was completely cut out, do you think you'd feel the same way? No, but I mean like a lot of my friends now are not married, but they're younger. Like they're yeah. in their twenties. And so I think that, it's weird to me that so many people and I was like, is, am I friends with people who who are younger because people my age are like married with families and it's like not entirely, but like that's part of it. Yeah. You know? Like you want me to introduce you some of like my wild 36 year old <laughs> friends in Miami who are like for sure not getting married right, or I, having kids soon. I, Cause I, I could I introduce totally, you. Yes, I totally have friends who <laughs> are my out age. There, but. No, I have plenty of friends who are my age or older who are not married. Yeah. It's fine. And yeah. I, and I don't think like, I also don't judge people who are my age or older who are not married. Totally. I'm just putting pressure on myself. Yeah. What are things that, um, from those two experiences, like those two guys, what are things that you think you learned about like relationships and sexuality and love that, um, that kind of like became a part of the fabric of the way you approach things later? I think that I am notoriously bad at learning anything from experience. (laughs) from okay i mean yeah i think that no i mean i think that there are certain things i, I mean, would that's be like, like valid no but it's funny because like i know what you mean and like i think that you do you know those early crushes are so formative mm-hmm. right but i don't think that like there were things about so that that you know live journal guy right like i was alex i was like obsessed with him and it mm-hmm. like caused me a lot of pain and i was like how do i avoid this again it's like okay well don't meet someone online don't don't try <laughs> yeah. to date someone long distance mm-hmm. don't fucking try to date an actor like there's all things that you've done yes over and over and over again you know like and it's like more recently you know my thing has been like for whatever reason on the apps like the people that i match with almost always are younger Mm -hmm. like i swipe on a wide variety of ages but i it's those like 23 year olds who like want to hang out and every time i'm like this won't end well like this is not going to be why specifically do you think because i think that like i don't know i think that age differences matter. And I think that especially like, I think if you're like 35 and 45, it's fine. Yeah. But I think that like, for me, like, like 22 and 32 is a bigger problem. You're in such different places in your life and you change so much in your twenties. And like, they're just like not in a, see, that's the thing. Like I refuse to think about because that's my vibe is like being 23 because I'm 23 right and having like all my early 30s friends where it's like I know I know like conceptually like these are the reasons that these these, these things won't work right and yet that's like the only place I find myself right and I I have friends who are younger and I don't I don't feel necessarily like I don't I, I don't I, I don't feel well, like no, a generational like divide want. but I think that like dating wise it always ends up being a problem it always yeah. ends up coming up in some way because you're just like not there's there's not that stability mm-hmm. um and i i you know but yeah so it's like I'll, I'll say like okay well like next time let's just like let's like change the the age range on tinder right like, let's just like try to like whatever yeah. or don't swipe right on someone who's at in fucking nyu like don't do that yeah but i but i do yeah same with me right you just like you do but i mean the thing is is like i keep being proven correct like i just went on a date with someone who is older than me right you know but i didn't feel that he was older than me right like i felt very much in control of the situation where i'd like my thing is i i 
I don't want to be, I don't want to be like nervous around a guy, but kind of, kind of a little bit. Like I would like to be in a situation where it's like, oh wow, this like is a, uh, there's something about being around this person that makes me jittery or right, makes right. me like, I kind of, I don't want to feel insecure, but I want to at least feel like, oh man, I want to impress this person because totally. I like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that shit just does not happen with people who are my age or even even like a 26 year old like i it just doesn't fucking happen and i'm not saying that like across the board but like in the majority of the sense and and like most of the time they're a little fucking nervous and i don't like that i don't know what to do with that yeah you know i think i'm not i'm not right i have a dominant personality but i'm not like dom enough to like love that someone's nervous around me you know right i and it's weird though because like i get the appeal of wanting to date older for that reason. And I yeah. did date older, not consistently, but like I would go after older people when I was in my early twenties for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, there's something really attractive about people who are like older and like you have to work a little bit harder to impress them. Yeah. And like they're impressive to you and like they have real jobs and yeah. own property, whatever. But like now I think that, um, part of it for me is that like, it's, easier if you have the upper hand if you're like the one who's older and like yeah do you feel like an older brother now do you think do you feel do you feel that you have almost swapped turned turned into what you were yeah it's so weird because like i don't really but i think that like like i don't feel that much older and wiser than people okay i do feel that older wiser i don't feel i'll say this i don't feel like I have it together enough to be impressive. Like, I feel like I'm still, so I feel like but it's you're always, still coming in at every, like, you don't know how people see it. I don't, you know? but I think it's funny when like, when someone's like, you know, 22 and wants to like hang out, I'm like, I'm not like a cool, like has this shit together, has a cool apartment, 32 year old. I'm like recently unemployed and trying to figure my shit out. But I feel like that's like 90% of 32 year olds of the new New York, but yeah. totally, but it's but just that's the thing. You're also, you also could be projecting that where it's like, maybe they, they don't give a shit about that and they're not actually looking for that. Maybe they, maybe they don't, you know? maybe they don't. I, I, I have a lot of theories as to why I've ended up having like brief flings with so many younger guys mm-hmm. or even just dates. And I think there are lots of reasons. I think I have a theory that like a lot of guys who are younger want someone older, but not someone who looks that much older. So I think that looking younger Mm. helps me in that sense because I, and I also always don't, I don't feel super weird hanging out with someone who's younger because I don't think we look that different age wise. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I've also, listen, I also go with guys my age and that's great too. Yeah. It's all What's or do you do you have a type at all? Um or? I don't know. I think that like my early like not my early I guess like my my like late high school early college crushes sort of like were the foundation of like what I would always fall for which is like I was just like super into bright eyes and so like Same. So like I definitely like you we're know, looking for a Connor Oberst type, but like kind of you <laughs> of know course. like I want like the emo hair swoop and I want someone yes. who's like really in touch with his feelings, and like will treat me like shit but feel really bad about it. Like Ugh. that's 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 the vibe. <laughs> Listen, music to my ears. Yeah, but I mean like it, I I I always like act like, like I know a type, and then like I'll look at pictures of these guys. I'm like okay, they all kind of yeah. There are similarities for sure, and um, 
I don't know. I, I always like, I'm on Tinder and I'm like these guys, these like Brooklyn hipster douchebags, like they're going to treat me badly, but there's yeah. something about them that I'm still very drawn to. Well, here's my, my thing is like my, my thing of 2019 is that I refuse to, to, to like date someone who's ever written a song. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a good rule, but it's also impossible because people who have not written a song are not into me. Right. <laughs> Boys who have written songs are the ones that are like, oh, she seems cool, but then like will probably never like actually take me seriously, but you know. Right. I mean, it's 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 tough. Like I don't want to date a writer or an actor, but also like my life revolves around theater and mm-hmm. like it's really hard when I'm like trying to date and I'm like okay, if you want to hang out, we have to go see a show or meet after a show because I have one every night and that's yep. like when we're going to hang out. Yeah. Um, so meeting someone who, I have to meet people who like are at least like if, they don't, if they're not part of the community, they like understand it. Yeah, this is the thing that like a lot of the times I go on dates, I'm very concerned. Not, I mean, I can't even say that. I don't even go on enough <laughs> dates to even say that. But like most of the time I feel very concerned with like making that person comfortable because I can tell like there's like a vibe of maybe nervousness. So my way of doing that is like to entertain and to make laugh and you know, like, like this person and then this person's having fun and they're laughing and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, Oh man, fuck. I want to laugh. Right. Right. Like this feels like work. And this is why I don't want to fucking date a comedian, but the only guys that like, you know, when I was in the comedy scene, all my crushes were comedy boys because they actually fucking made me laugh. And like, there was a being on the same level sort of thing. Totally. But that's a big thing for me. It's like, yeah. I, I'm not a comedian, but like, you know, you're funny. Think, thank you. <laughs> I mean like, you're and, famously funny. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I just mean that when I'm like, you know, that's how I, I grew up very insecure. I grew up very yeah. like, you know, shy and like, I use humor to like get past that. And I still on a first date, like I am performative. I am trying to make totally. people laugh. And I, that's, that is how I, that's the vibe. And if I'm hanging out with someone who's like not keeping up, I am totally turned off. And it's so, so weird though, because it like, should be like for people like us, it should be like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. This person is eating up everything I say. Right. Like it should be enough and be validating. But it's like, no, a part of a really, you know, I should get to feel that too. It's really like whenever someone's like, oh my God, you're so funny. I'm always like, I mean, not, I'm not that funny. So who else are you hanging out with? Like, this should not be weird for you. We should be having this like back and forth banter yes. and I should be like feeling like Absolutely. I'm having a good time. And also like, I te- I'm a really, really good texter mm-hmm. and I am like very into texting and, and you're like a funny texter. Yeah. Like, yeah. or I want to like, I want to be talking to someone. This is the can, product can, like, of, of can, like, being, having online romances. It's horrible. By the way. It's horrible. But I'm like, I want someone who like we can just like text back and forth and I'm never like rolling my eyes. Yeah. Like I but I feel like maybe I have all these crushes but I feel like ultimately like I'm very picky and mm-hmm. you know maybe I should try to date someone who's not necessarily like good at jokes. I mean there are people that that are that way but also but are like very endearing but I feel that that's more rare you know. Yeah, I mean, I always say, but there's there's so many things of like, I feel like I realized, I think a lot of us like fictionalize sort of like a crush type. Like whenever I see a movie with like, what was I watching recently? I don't know anything where there's like a guy who's like kind of stupid. I'm like, oh my god, I love. (laughs) I'm like, you know, like I'm obsessed. I want like a stupid guy, but then I like really think I'm like. 
if I went on a date with a stupid, stupid like guy, I probably would not be into it. I have gone on dates with stupid guys and it is always a bummer because you're yeah. like, you're, you just have that. Like, I feel, I never want to feel, I try really hard to not feel superiority to like people, you know, but you're sometimes yeah. just talking to someone and they're just like slow in that way where yeah. you're like, you're like, I wish you would just like get it a little bit more. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm explaining everything to you. Like I've felt this way so much recently with like my reference points. Right. Where, which like, I guess I'm a very referencey person. <laughs> like maybe I'm online too much, but it's true. Like, and I like I want to not have to explain who Jeremy Strong is to you, right? No, is that's that something okay? you should know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I I with these like I remember this this day I went I went out with one guy and I went out with him because he was just like he was just, like a sex idiot and I like don't usually yeah. like go on dates with guys who are like hot like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we can barely have a conversation, but like it's fine. Yeah. I can hang. And then like, ultimately I was so bored and I was yeah. so like mad at myself and I felt like, well, yeah, I, cause then it makes you feel like, well, why can't I have fun with this? Other people have fun. Right. Right. And then even when you do have sex, it's not that great because you're so turned off by how stupid they are. Yeah. Anyway, this is why I'm single. So I, it's fine. I say all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, but other people make it work. I, you know, and I don't know if like, I know a lot of people who are in happy relationships. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who settle and I, mm-hmm. I have never been able to settle. I, I can't, I don't have it in me. Like I will date someone I'm like lukewarm about for like a, a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And then I just can't do it anymore. I can't fake it. And I can't force myself to like, you know, it, it's not there. The, the attraction dies. If I'm not like really feeling it because you like got used to in, even if like they ended in tragedy and like rejection in a sense, like, do you think you got used to that? Like rushing sensation of falling? Yeah. I think that like, you know, there's something that's like a little bit maybe immature about that, but at the same time, like, you know, I had a crush on someone last year that I dated and Mm -hmm. like, I really felt it. And I was like, Oh, it's that, that obsession. Like that, like that all consuming, like you're all I think about feeling. And I'm like, whenever I'm reminded that that can happen, it's I addictive. can't, I can't settle for like your mm. cue. And I like hanging out with you. Like, that's nice. But like, it's never going to change. It's never going to suddenly like, I don't, I don't feel like you do that. And then suddenly you're obsessed the next day. Yeah. So I, so those experience, like, like after, um, those experiences with like Alex and like a creepy guy, those didn't, turn you off at all to the idea of like love no no i mean i had a crush on a guy my senior year of of high school who just like seemed gay and i still don't really believe he's straight i don't actually i don't know if we're still facebook friends but Mm -hmm. um i was also obsessed with him but he was also just like so beautiful Mm. like he looked like rob lowe but was but like persian like (laughs) it was just like i'm all about like that it was you would like if i could find a picture of him you'd be like oh my god but like (laughs) i also i'm just like i this is another problem is i'm just like super basic and i tend to like be attracted to traditionally attractive people which Mm, is like hard so so boring yeah like them and like and like hipster goober guys but yeah (laughs) whatever so Matthew Gray Gubbler. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Of course. Oh, what so a dreamboat. Hot. You know who also thinks he's hot? My teen sister. We bonded over. It. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but that's what I, but like a little bit weird, a little bit like, yeah, a little bit dirty. Like, yes, you get it. 
Um, it's like that, and then like chisel, but like not not jaw, jaw, okay. not not body. Wait, did you ever watch like any Supernatural? Like the show Supernatural? Yeah, yeah I've seen every episode. Okay, beautiful. I have to catch up. You um, really, you absolutely do not have to catch up. It is a prison. I, I can't free myself from. I know that's that was the thing. Like I was like in season twelve, and I was like, "This is why am I doing this?" But I'm doing this for like Misha Collins. I'm doing it for the boys. Like yeah. I love them. No, so I was talking about this recently. Um, I thought I was a Dean girl. Yeah, but then my friend was like, "No, you need a Sam," and I yeah. feel like you're the same way. I don't find those guys attractive. Like, but just like, like in as like no, a character. Right, right. But I think like that's like, like I just want to clarify that I like like hot guys, mm-hmm. but not like pretty. Like they're too like muscly. Yeah, they're no. too like. I absolutely like, do Misha, not Misha like Collins Jared Padalecki with like muscle. Right. I just like how big he is. He's so tall. Yes, you can climb him. But like Misha Collins is way more like. 100%. He, that I mean, is, I, under, I understand. Yeah. But like a little bit weird. Yes. I, I used to see him. Course. I used to see him running when I would go to Coffee Bean. Absolutely stop. I would see him like running. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> up and down Hillhurst. Um, I love him. I follow him on Instagram and it hurts me. <laughs> listen, actively. I get it. Um, Do you know he has like a cool wife that like wrote a book about like threesomes? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad. Yes, you it's time for you to get in on that. <sighs> it's hard. It's hard to even think about. Um. Um. But I. But but Sam Winchester is a character that I think is very much like I will take care of you. Right. Um, do you well? Do you still crave that? Do you still want that at all? Um. Because that's like the that was the initial vibe. It's very. How has it shifted? Wow. Like, it's really weird. I don't. I actually don't know if I still want that the same way. Mm-hmm. I think that right now. When I talk to a guy who's like older and more together, I feel intimidated. I feel like I feel nervous about it. I'm like, I don't like the idea of like not being on the same level. Well, do, do you feel like it's because, yeah, because you're like an adult Because I'm an adult. And, and it's that, like, yeah, I think something that's part, to prove that's, that's or part something. of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't really like financially, like I'm sort of neutral. Like I wouldn't like if a guy had more money, like I don't have mm. any qualms about them paying for me. Like if like if someone can afford to like fly you out somewhere, like nice, go for it, whatever. Yeah. I'm not like, that's not a problem, but I don't think I, I crave the same sort of, of thing. However, like the, yeah, there was someone older that I was like lightly crushing on who had a very like daddish vibe. Mm. And I was like, I want him to like, just like hold me. I still have on some level that it's, like, yeah. that sort of like, I want, I want that too. That's just not my default. That was yeah. like, a, that was like a, a specific case of like, here's someone older that I'm attracted to. And like, what do I want from them? Yeah. And it was like, I want the, well, cause that's the energy they're putting out. I want to be protected and like kept safe. Do you feel like you're more on a vibe now of like, is it interesting to you to like, like maybe I hold someone like, is there, is, has it projected out more in any way? I mean, like, I've always like been like, like what's your dynamic? Like, I'm to definitely, be affectionate with it. No, with I'm someone. definitely like someone who like wants to be a caretaker who wants to like do yeah. nice things for someone and like mm-hmm. bring them shit and take care of them. They need it and like be there for them. Like that's just like my vibe. Yeah. Um, well, that's like a, that, that sort of thing. I don't know if I'm going to communicate this right. I don't know if I'm talking <laughs> well, but um, so I like discovered, I mean, it's not a revelation, but like on this show more and more like, Oh yeah, a lot of the times your first crushes are just like you and it's the first way that you like realize self-love, you know? Right. And I think maybe the same can be said with like the way you express love where it's like 
the first things that you want from someone are actually the things that you wish to be giving like later in That's life. That's interesting. Yeah. I think sometimes could be a thing, but I could be making that up. <laughs> I always think of it, about it in like much more negative terms, which is in that like way. whatever I'm, the things that are, that turn me off about people mm-hmm. are always qualities of myself that I hate. Oh, well, yeah. Which is like, hundred percent. so I always like, if I'm like crushing, if I'm crushing on someone and they do something that reminds me of me, I'm mm-hmm. always turned off. Yeah. Which is like a much more negative, like, you know. Well, I was thinking about this recently too, though, because it's like, oh, people say opposites attract, blah, blah, blah. If I, if that were true, like a quiet, you know, me and a quiet, nice, shy, you know, like sweet boy would be a thing. Right. But the only times that anything has ever remotely worked out for me has been with someone who's like just as loud and obnoxious as I am. And it's like less cute to think about because I'm like, wow, what a fucking mess these two people in one room are. Right. And even like I'll I'll see it things that like I'm thinking of one guy uh, and you can figure it out if you're a listener. Um, like I'll sometimes see things like from afar that this one guy will do. And I'm like, oh, God, shut up. And I'm like, oh, my God, am I like that? And it's like, but then. It's fucked up, but I think those are the reasons it worked, you know? No, I totally get it. I think that, like, I I know what you mean in terms of, like, I'm, I'm always like, oh, I'm really sensitive. I need someone who's, like, not sensitive at all. Or, like, I'm like, oh, I'm, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, like, an indoor kid. I need someone who's, like, really outdoorsy. And but like then you'd have to go do outdoorsy stuff. I know. It doesn't stuff. really work. And the, the truth is, like, like, that guy that I dated for a minute last year, like, mm-hmm was like someone who wanted to like stay in and watch housewives. And like, that's what I want. Like, like yeah. I wanted someone who was like, like we were just like, that's what I wanted. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted someone who liked the shit I liked I think and it's like, like you- would go to theater with me and stuff like that. So yeah, it's hard because I'm like, yeah, it's nice to branch out, but also like you do need someone who's like a similar, on a similar wavelength in a lot of ways. I think it's like really just so much a balance of like, what are going to be the things that like we get to both be excited about together, but also like, you're not going to enable me to like be the worst parts of myself. Like how do you compliment yes, the best parts, yes. but not enable like, right. So like if I, your if bad I, if, tendencies. like if I'm the, if I'm the kind of person who might like be in a bad place and not want to leave the house, even though I know that leaving the house will make me feel better, but I can't bring myself to do it. Like yeah. I don't want someone like being like, get the fuck out. Let's do this. But I want someone who's going to encourage me to yeah. like do something light outside the house that will like make me feel better. And you know someone what? Someone who knows me well enough to like know to do that. 90% of the time I feel like if that person is able to do that, it's because they know how to communicate clearly with you because they in some way like relate to and understand where for you're sure. coming from. You exactly. Know? God, we're so smart for people who are not in relationships. I, think. I give relationship advice all the time. And I Same. think, are I think you, is that your vibe? I think it's good advice. Like, I just don't take it for myself. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about this. I was going to say this just at, to- at the top, but I'm going to say it now. And like, it might be bad that I'm saying this, but this week has been a hellish week for boys texting me about their crushes. I've had three. No. Yeah. I've, I've no, I've had four um, boys texting me about their crushes this week two of which i've had sex with right so that's always fun right um and you know what guys if you're listening you're probably not but like we're friends and that's great but and i know that it's also my fault because i have not set a boundary right but truly i'm just gonna say it now here's the thing you should be able to tell 
if you texting me about your crush is okay, if you can like recognize that we have a balanced and good friendship, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where this isn't the first time you've texted me in like six months and it's about this, right? Yeah. So I'm just going to say it right now, just because I have a podcast about crushes and I like talking about this stuff does not mean that I'm your therapist. Like that's just true. Cause it's been this whole week. This whole week has been very much me realizing my roles in people's lives where it's like, okay, well, you talk to me when you need to talk about this, you know? Right. And that's fine. We all do that to an extent, but it was like a lot No, I, in I one week. totally understand. Like, Fuck. It's exhausting. It really is. So no, I just I, needed to say that I appreciate you saying that. On the air. For anyone listening same who goes slept to with you. me, please know that I feel the same way. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I had to have a talk with a friend recently that I had a crush on that I'd been sleeping with yeah. because I was like, I was like, I get it. Like, this is like casual, whatever. But I was like, I have a crush and I just kind of like, don't want to deal with like hearing about yeah. your shit right now because like it makes me feel bad. Well, and what cracks And you me have to up. like, you have to like, you, you yeah. know, it's, it's like you have to just kind of like sometimes set up those boundaries of like, let me like, and for me, it's always a matter of like, let me just like work through this myself and like give me the space to like move past this. Yeah. And then you can complain about whatever shit with other guys you want to what drives me crazy is that like well because i mean like these people know they have to know how you feel i think most of the time and if they don't or or they're just like ignoring it you know like they're ignoring like the bad part of it but like what drives me crazy is when these guys will be like i'll i'll give them and listen i'm giving fucking good ass advice i'm giving a paragraph put a boom bullet points and then they'll be like Oh my God, Rebecca, this is like so dead. Like you are, you're so right. Like that is so on the nose, like perfect. And it's like, well, yeah, motherfucker, I paid attention. Like right. I fucking know you. Right. You know, like, and, and I, I would never want anyone to feel like I, you know, I don't want that relationship with someone else where I'm like seeking out whatever, but it's like, does anyone of these people or just anyone in general, could they provide that same shit for me where it's like, I'd be like, wow, you really know me. You right. know, that's, not many, that's, that's at least hard. guys. No, I think about that a lot too, because it's fucked I, up. I give really good advice and I get advice from people. I just don't take it, but I, mm. I do often feel like, Oh, I really like put my heart and soul into this advice because yeah. I really, that's something I like doing. Yeah. Um, and I always, and then when I need, help i do often go to friends but a lot of times i'm like i'm just gonna journal about this because i don't want to burden anyone with like well the thing is trying to like figure out my shit and i and i'm i'm a fucking very maternal person like i love giving that advice too but when it's like so explicitly like like it's so obvious that you're using me it's like you're sucking the joy out of something that i do actually like doing you know what i mean like the dynamic of like, okay, we'll see you again in the next six months when you when you have another question about yourself, right, is annoying. But well, just needed to say that. No, we're just putting it all putting it all out there. I'm just like going over my head everything that I've said and being like, some like I said, someone who like was thinking about dating me will hear this and be like, oh, this is a nightmare. This is his person is no got all of the baggage. No, it's normal baggage though. I think right. I think it's, it's normal like, baggage. Yeah, I don't know. I I really like just like if anyone listening is like you thinking about hitting me up. Dating you. I I really like I 
I do want to like date someone at like a normal pace and hang out and get to know someone and have it be like listen a cool I think thing. it's completely normal and okay to be like I want to date someone but also in the back of your head be like who doesn't who doesn't want to fucking fall in love no I think and then that, and like, that's that's, I, that's duh, fine and I also does. I also realize that like I do not at this point in my life want to date someone sleeping with someone is different, but I don't want to like go on a date with someone who knows that they never want to get married. They never want to be in a serious relationship. They're just doing this to have fun. Like I I think that like, you don't have to set that up right away, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of like, I'm just on the place right now where I really want to be investing in someone who's like aggressively casual. Because you're, 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 I think you, you probably are vulnerable in the sense that like you or if you're going to f- like have feelings for someone, you're going to have feelings. Right. Feelings but for also them. I'm a huge hypocrite and that like, I will go out with people when I'm like in the back of my mind, like this probably isn't going to go anywhere, but like, let's just like hang out and see what happens. No so I no yeah. one is perfect. And I've been acknowledging that I have a huge, uh, you know, yeah. Hi- hypocritical thing happening with my dating life. Well, we all do though. or the lack there. It's very, I think it's very easy to right now. Like in the way, the way that dating is, you know? Yeah, and also like I'm just in a transitional space right now where like I've been unemployed for like I don't know like two months, mm-hmm. if that. I don't think it's even been two months yet, and so like I don't really know what I'm doing next, and like I don't want to not be going on dates at all because like I'm lonely and bored, but also like I know that I'm still figuring my shit out, and like things could change for me pretty quickly. Yeah, and so it's hard for me to like you know think about. You can't know what like each date is gonna like. You know right. what the context of right. that's going to end up being, right? But, but can I? Oh, no, no, you go, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say that. I mean, it's always been my theory, and I think it's like true. Always is like, if you have come onto the show and one of the people who maybe have a crush on you, like any, I think everyone who has ever been on the show is becomes off very charming and good. And it is the perfect thing for someone who is even considering having a crush on you to listen to, because I think there's a natural thing about like being honest and vulnerable about, about love stuff that is very endearing. And I think I just basically think like it will only help and not hurt. Good. I mean, also it's like, Hey, I don't have to explain all of these things to you. I just said it on a podcast. That's what what I was going to say is like, (laughs) I feel like on some level, like I tweet all this shit and I'm like, here's my shit. Like, take it or leave it. Yeah. I can't really like, I don't want to date someone for like six months and then have them find out something about me. That's going to like change how they feel about me entirely. Like, yeah, I don't think you do know like everything. That's why I haven't talked about all of my failures dating and sex wise, because mm-hmm. that's like a, also we only have like a limited amount of time, but like, I think there's something to be said for putting it out there and being like, I still want this person knowing that they totally. have some, you know, some issues and you know that's where i'm at right now where i'm just kind of waiting because i'm uh you know 50 something episodes in i've spilt a lot on this show we're seeing who's gonna be brave enough to step up to the plate well i mean this on well if if they if you go on a date with someone do you like do you talk about them on the podcast a lot of the time yeah (laughs) okay well then you know that's that's a factor it's a factor but it's like you know uh, I'm not I don't think I'm ever like fucking mean no though, of course not but that's like, like but that's like when you're in comedy and people are like mm-hmm. are people like if I go on a date with you you're gonna like talk about me in your set and you're like if you do something worth talking the thing about is, is like I do this weekly so like right you know <laughs> shit's gonna come <laughs> up shit comes up but also I mean I think if it if if I went on a date with someone and I was like oh my god this is like 
I would probably hold back a little bit. Yeah. You know, but I just haven't had that feeling yet where I've been like, ooh, this might be a thing. It'll happen. God, we'll see. Let's check back in a year. Yeah. We'll, we'll both be in relationships. Honestly. Okay. Can I also just say that this is the first time we've like met IRL yeah. and I feel like so connected and chill. We with really you. just put it all out there. And I think like if anyone's considering going on a date on a first date with you that they, they've like never met you, like you should do it because how fun. My DMs are this open. This has been a date. So. Podcasts are a date. Oh, this is the thing. I'm starting to do this again. And I shouldn't say this on it, but on the podcast, but I am going to do it. My main move, like before I moved here, was like, oh, if I have a crush on you or like have been toying with the idea of having a crush on you, I will invite you on my podcast. Because oh. most of the time they're like, you know, comedy people. Yeah. So I'm starting to do that again. Good for you. And it's nice because you could just, just trap someone in a room for two hours and they have to talk to me about like... <laughs> stuff right exactly so, you're like you're like stay tuned you're like, for future apps you're like what are you looking for in, in someone and like would i fit the bill exactly i want to put like a poll out to be like on like the the podcast twitter just be like okay so which of the past four guests do you think rebecca has a crush on <laughs> you know because you could probably tell but you know amazing it's great so where are you oh, oh should we talk about music before we go i mean we you told me do you have another song you were you wanted to tell me about? Um, here's like I'm gonna just be so embarrassing right now. Yes, I still play songs after a good first date sometimes, and, and my, like listen and, and think. My go-to songs. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. <gasps> um, I mean, for a long time it was just maybe this time from Cabaret. Um, <laughs> maybe because maybe because maybe this fucking time. Oh but God. also, um, pick. Yeah. the song uh, Be So My Heart, the Postal Service song. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, very good. Of course. Um, and also from last five years, um, Goodbye Until Tomorrow, but before, goodbye, before it gets before sad. Before it gets sad. So just like, just her half. Till tomorrow. a tweet where I was depressed and I was like I, I think about this tweet all the time because I always think of like retweeting it whenever I'm doing it it's like okay wow so I've been exclusively listening to the sad songs from the last five years but no one has checked in on me like you could see it on my Spotify but like that's why no my Spotify one. is private yeah no one needs to know no what I'm, I'm like doing. this is a cry for help that I'm like listening to these songs still see I'm smiling like stop right I think that like my Spotify would be too revealing because I do often listen to things that are very literal mm. I like have listened to the song sleeping with a friend after sleeping with a friend <laughs> i just i often you, want a song to capture my mood okay but this is i mean obviously as someone who is writing a play me it's my new brand is that i'm writing a play but Love i am it. you need to write a jukebox musical i Duh. might have to i do think that if someone's gonna write then a, cast me if Bam. someone's gonna write a rilo kylie musical it should be me i i agree and i am ready 100 <laughs> percent. so you're out here you're dating. I'm dating. I'm single. Um, what, what are you? Are you apping? Is that like mainly what it is? Are you yeah, DMing? I'm D. Well, yeah. I think I tweeted the other day that Twitter DMs are the only dating app that really yes. works, which is true. Yes. Um, I'm told Instagram too, but I'm not. I don't have the same following on Instagram, so I'm I don't. I don't get. To. I don't get like random DMs on Instagram really. Yeah. Or that I do, and they feel spammy. Um, mm. 
Twitter though for sure. Uh, and then I'm on Tinder and Bumble. Okay, so Cupid. follow him on Twitter if you want to just follow for yeah. like content or to DM what, or whatever. Um, or find me on Tinder, Bumble. Find, uh, find me like I could. I wish I could put a link up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Cupid. Uh, <laughs> Raya and I. I desperately want to be on Raya just to see what it's like. Next time I have a friend pass, I'll send it to you. Oh my god, please do. Um. <laughs> That's it, I think. I think I got rid of Hinge and... Um, these are the new plugs. These are your plugs. Yeah, these are my plugs. Uh, <laughs> and then I have Grinder and Scruff, but I don't really... Mm. Like, I'm not super into the casual, the fully casual it's not your stuff. Vibe right now. Well, I'm just bad at it. It's not, it's, it's not that it's not my vibe. It's just like I'm not good at it, but... But I feel like you're an emotional the guy person. That, the guy that I did last year, we met on Grinder. But it's just like in, a, in like a... We just like started going on dates, but I... Yeah. Um, you know, it's basically, I think that they're all like as useful or as useless as you make them. Like it's Mm. totally random. It's not like there's one is better than the other. It's just like you, it's however you can connect with someone. Um, and you're just ready to connect. I'm ready to connect. Um, but also, uh, subscribe to my newsletter. Yeah. That's, that'll be like, (laughs) I mean, the main plugs are the the profiles, but like the, if you have time while I have you, lewispeitzman.substack dot com and, the, and my newsletter five dollars a month uh or there's some free stuff you can read uh and follow me on twitter and yeah that's my plug i love and it. hire me to write for you if you want me to and please hire listen well i don't know if anyone with hiring capabilities is listening to my podcast but if they are then a hire lewis but also b fucking hire me duh yeah hire <laughs> us both what is the problem uh, do you hear this dynamic and how we're both like really normal <laughs> And like, like two normal chill smart. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good head on our shoulders. Follow me on Twitter. My Twitter DMs are not open. I'm scared. Um, follow me on Instagram. Maybe DM me on Instagram. I don't know. I, I slid into someone's DMs and they'll soon be on the pod. So great. You know, <laughs> can't wait to hear that. I'm going wild. I'm, and follow Alma Milk Hotel. Follow Classroom Crush. We'll get some pics. We'll tweet and rate, review, subscribe. This has been so much fun. Lewis, it's been a thank blast. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you for coming me. on the show. Anytime. And yeah, I hope I'm going to say, cause a year feels like a long time. I'm going to say like, give us six months, six months. Okay. And Let's we'll be back. dated. Sorry if you missed out. <laughs> Bye.